When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Pepper play sets. Pepper Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Live from the Mountaineering Club, high atop Graduate Seattle. Both arms up, touchdown Washington. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Attacking and explosive is what I'd like to really think we're going to be. The Husky Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Now, alongside Coach Kalen DeBoer, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. All right, 6 p.m. on a Wednesday night in the fall. Sun setting here in uh, Seattle, Washington, and it's time for the Husky Football Coaches Show. Live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the graduate Seattle in the U District. Everybody driving home, kind of a hazy night, and uh, the dogs getting ready to head down to the desert to take on Arizona State. Washington coming off a, a Friday night loss at the Rose Bowl 40-32, to 32, and uh, head coach Kalen DeBoer, uh, just one of those games where, you, you know, you, you got a little bit of the fast start with the first possession, but just that first half kind of digging a hole that made it kind of hard to, to come back in in the second half. Yeah, the second quarter was uh, was a rough one. You know, we didn't uh, – we had some turnovers, and, um, you know, we didn't get the stops. So we got to look – we got to help each other out. You know, we've done a pretty good job of that uh, the first four games of – of uh, being, you know, ha- having a response when, mm-hmm. when one phase of the game uh, maybe struggles for a series, um, the next one picks it up. But, uh, you know, that's something we, we showed. We put the different drives uh, that went back to back to back on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, so, someone's got to make the adversity temporary. That's what we talk about every single day, every single week is adversity that comes our way. We got we to gotta make, it, make it temporary and and move on and uh, get the momentum back on our side. Yeah, it seemed like you did in the second half. Looking forward to diving into that. Uh, the 24-point deficit, 
the, the biggest comeback in Husky history is 24 points. And so, you know, as, as you're trying to kind of climb out of that, uh, you started to get some of that momentum in the second half, got really, really close, just couldn't quite get that ball back at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I just, I've just been around it enough, and we the guys kept fighting. And coming out of the locker room, there was some good energy. And, um, you know, I just know that, you know, if you get a score early in the, in the third quarter and, and you can make it a two-score game at any point and there's more than a quarter left, um, the pressure, especially when you had a lead that big, mm-hmm. um, starts mounting on the other team as much yeah. as it is on you. And so, um, you know, I just we wanted to keep putting the pressure on, and we knew if we kept scoring, we would do that. And we got we got a stop there uh, in the fourth quarter um, that uh, allowed us to make it a one-score game right after that. And um, you know, just uh, needed to get the ball back one more time. You know, and I think we would have a chance. Yeah. Final score: forty to thirty-two. Dogs uh, shift there. Attention now to Arizona State, but but we'll recap the UCLA game when we come back in a moment. We are live at the Graduate Seattle, and hey, if you're in town for the next home game, make sure you visit Graduate Seattle. It's a handcrafted hotel in the heart of the U District. From the panoramic views at the rooftop bar to our pet-friendly Art Deco digs, Graduate Seattle is the smartest place to stay for Husky fans. Check us out online, graduatehotels.com. More with head coach Kalen DeBoer when we continue in a moment on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. Washington's been six for nine on fourth downs this season. They're going to go with six yards to go. Fourth and six, 33-yard line here at the Rose Bowl. Snap to Penix. Penix back to the 40-yard line. Looks. He's going to loft it deep down the left side. A wide-open receiver. It's caught. Touchdown, Washington. 33 yards on fourth down. It's Roma Dunze on the far side of the field. He beat Devin Kirkwood up the left sideline. How about those guts on fourth and six? Go for it all. 
Dog strike first at 6 nothing. That right there was the Air Van move of the game, brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Huskies strike first, quick start, five opening drives, five touchdowns. And, Coach, uh, fourth and six when you're throwing it 40 yards down the field. And, and you threw it 40 yards down the field on the play before that, too, to Jalen McMillan. Yeah. That's a lot of confidence in your ability to, to hit that home run ball. Yeah, well, I mean, and – you know, there's a read progression that might go through, and that's not the first read, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, that's where the read takes you. And, and based on the coverage we were seeing, and, uh, you know, uh, Rome did a great job winning his one-on-one, -on -one, which every guy has to do, every play. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the read took it to, to Mike, yeah, or to Rome, and, yeah. I mean, normally you're thinking just uh, just convert that nice little seven-yard gain and get the first <laughs> down, you know. But, right. uh, you know, that's part of the play. And almost every play we have, there is some type of ball that could go down the field depending on the read or the progression or what the defense is uh, playing. So um, those guys made a great play, and we're going to have confidence and, and uh, cut it loose. Uh, this is the play before, um, you know, the vertical to, to um, I think it was Jalen McMillan mm -hmm. um, down the hash, um, you know, right on the money too. Uh, mm -hmm. good, def good defense, but uh, the read took us there. And we knew before the third down play that uh, if we were in that same – down a distance, we were going for it on fourth down. So that gives us chance, you know, two balls down the field to, to attack. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, a lot of fans, you know, kind of get sweaty palms on, on fourth down when you decide you're going to go for it in situations like that. The, the ability to execute time and time again, because it wasn't just that fourth down conversion, but another one, as you're making the comeback effort later in the second half, you got fourth and 12 yeah. on the road. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. And you hit Jalen Polk for 15. I mean, it, it's just – it seems like there's a, a cool confidence, a composure to a lot of these veteran guys, your quarterback, your wide receivers, that it's not, it's not, oh, man, nervous, big play, but it's like let's go out and execute like this is first and ten. Well, we, we set that tone way back in spring ball. And when we do scrimmages, we have kind of a – it's an unwritten rule, but it's kind of pretty much an understood rule or, or rule of thumb that we're going to we're gonna put the pressure on the defense because more and more teams that we face go for it on fourth down now too. Mm -hmm. It's just the whole kind of numbers game, you know, the analytics piece to it. And uh, teams across the country more and more are doing that. And so, you know, defense, our defense, it helps them out when we do scrimmages and uh, we get in those certain zones. We're not going to be careless, but we're going to, play the percentages on, you know, punting a ball from the 35, half the time it goes in the end zone, it's a 15-yard net. Right. You know, 35-yard, uh, uh, you know, is a 52-yard field goal. You know, so the percentages of that is probably, you know, in the 40, low 40%, you know. And so um, the chances and the points that you get when you get in that territory um, far outweigh. And, and, you know, you saw us going for it early in the season on the goal line. Um, honestly, those are the fourth downs that uh, we've struggled with the most are the fourth yep. and ones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're very careful um, with what we, we decide. And I'm always on the same page with Coach Grubb. Um, the last thing literally that we talk about before he goes to the booth um, is going over our third down and fourth down calls one more time just to make sure that uh, what the plan is for the first third down call, the first fourth down call, that we're on the same page so that uh, – um, it might be one of two calls. It might not be the exact one. Most of the time it is. But um, that I feel comfortable with that call and, and uh, kind of know right where, uh, where we're at. And when we call that play, I'm kind of asking what the next one might be the next time around. So, um, and then the guys know too. You know, not only do I know, but the guys know because we practice it. And 
all the way back to spring ball when we have those scrimmages we practice those moments and so the guys are used to going for it on fourth down mm -hmm. in all those scrimmages whether it be in the spring or uh, this fall it's not chronological order through the game but since you brought up the length of the field goal attempt you might as well go for it well you, you did go for one long field goal in this game and that probably had to do you're coming off a quarterback sack. It, it was a long mm -hmm. down and distance situation on fourth really down. Long. But yeah. you, you put Peyton Henry out there for a 50-yarder, and he sent it 50 yards and an inch. I mean, it went through. It was it was a heck of a kick in that situation, but uh, it, it ended up working out this time. Yeah, and that's where the percentage uh, of even a 50-yard field goal at that time out, were, were much higher than what it would be to have the fourth down. I don't remember the exact down and distance, but the long fourth down that yeah. we had. And, you know, if we wouldn't have got sacked, we were probably going to go for it, you know, yeah. on that fourth down as well. But mm -hmm. we took a big loss there and uh, put us in field goal range, almost out of field goal range. And that's what I was nervous about. But it would have been made really no sense to punt uh, for sure from that distance. Sure. Yeah. Um, going back to after the Roma Dunze touchdown, you take this 7 nothing lead, and then UCLA marches right down the field, and you, and you come up with a goal line stand. And, and at that moment, I, I feel like that's a big momentum boost early in this ballgame. Yeah. I mean, not only do you strike first with the touchdown, but you take the air out of a really good offense by stoning them at the three-yard line. What did you see out of your defense in those situations where, you know, they go 0 for 3 passing in that set of downs? Yeah, I, I was uh... – really pleased because you know they didn't have a lot of field to work with we gave up a long kick kick return uh no 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 uh yeah yeah it was that it was, was that, on that one it was yeah. on that kick return i was trying to remember if it was that because yep. after the safety we kicked it deep and actually That's got right. a really good field position mm -hmm. so um you know they had a short field to work with and uh you know, they probably went 40 yards or 45 yards. And, you know, that's going to happen, uh, especially when we're feeling out what they're <clears throat> going to do in attacking us. And so uh, to get that stop was huge. Um, I was really proud of our defense there in that moment. Uh, we really had them locked down in a couple other situations, too, and had them in some third and super longs. Um, and we just got to, you know, find a way to get off the field uh, in those moments, uh, even earlier in that drive. Yeah. I, you know, it's odd in this game because it was – UCLA, when they had the short field, they weren't as successful as when they mm -hmm. got kind of backed up. Because you talk about after the safety, it was it was a great special teams play by Wayne Talapapa. It was a great kick by Grady Gross to kind of put them in a bad spot at their own seven-yard line. Mm -hmm. But they were able to sustain the long drive, the 93-yarder, the, the next one that kind of made it 16-10. to 10. It seemed like the long drives UCLA was able to put together. Yeah, th those are hard. Those are the ones that, that uh, you get frustrated with because, uh, you know, the longer they're on the field and they're converting, um, especially with the tempo that they played with, um, they really did a nice job of hustling a scrimmage and, and uh, forcing you to um, sometimes not be able to substitute, you know, when you normally would like to. And uh, that's been a staple of of uh, Chip Kelly, you know, over the years is, is having that tempo available to him. And I think with a fifth-year quarterback like they have now uh, with DTR, uh, they they feel very confident, very some of the things that we do, mm -hmm. uh, but just in a different way. You know, like we can push the tempo. Um, he can play fast. They got skill guys around him that, you know, if we can just call quick things, we can get the ball in their hands and they can break tackles, whether it's uh, Charbonnet or <clears throat> um, the big Duke receiver. Um, uh, Jake Bobo. Jake, yeah, Bobo. Um, you know, they got the ball in those guys' hands, and we got to do a better job of playing leverage and knowing where our help's at and understanding the sideline and, and uh, you know, obviously rallying to the ball and tackling. But um, they just played with a good tempo, and they just, you know, continued to wear on us. Um, we kind of flipped it, I think, in the third and fourth quarter with the time of possession, mm -hmm. got it back on our side by staying on the football field. It helped our defense out a little bit. But, um, you know, that tempo with those long drives uh, was something – 
you know, that uh, that wore us down a little bit there in the first half. Do you think uh, the the secondary play with as thin as you are in that room, the tempo maybe mm -hmm. disproportionately affects that yeah, group? I, I think so. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, you know, they're they're running all the way down the field and mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of times with the tempo, there's not a sub on there. And but then they choose the right time. And now another guy's running you way down the field and we try to rotate. But uh, that that rotation's minimal. And a lot of times it was just based on, you know, who was who, who was feeling good physically as much as who was playing well just uh, kind of with where we're at right now it was good to see Jordan Perryman out there I know he didn't play a full game but just in the process of getting him back that's that's a big piece right there yeah and he played 40 some snaps and we knew he wouldn't make it probably through the whole game uh just with uh where he was at and um he's still still working through it you know there's a kind of a you know I call it a threshold or a, a volume amount of uh, reps that he can take and um you know um, just you know, there was a point where just you couldn't couldn't really play him play him much more. You know, just we knew that point would come. We'd come to that case, and just with how they were throwing the ball, there was a lot of running involved. So he's fighting through everything. Love the love the fight he has, and um, he continues to improve uh, a little bit every single week. So after kind of the back and forth, I mean, so you hit the long 50-yard field goal. Washington takes a 10-9 lead. UCLA answers with another long drive. It's 16-10. to 10. I'm just thinking, like, we're in for a 12-round slugfest. Yeah. I mean, this is, yep. this is fun, honestly. Yep. Two undefeated teams, national TV. This is great. And then we, we kind of run into three straight offensive possessions where we, we make mistakes that shoot ourselves in the foot. There was turnover, drive-killing penalty, and, and turnover. Um, just your assessment of, of kind of grinding through those three possessions there and, and what you saw. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the turnovers, um, I think one of the turnovers came after a penalty, if I remember yep, right. And did. so I believe we even got the first down. And, uh, you know, that's the ones that hurt because you're doing a good job. You're trying to get back into a rhythm. You're down, but uh, you're fighting. And uh, you convert. Um, and, you know, there, there's some things, uh, there's some definitely some penalties or lack of penalties that should have been called that uh you know probably don't agree with but uh you know there's some holding calls where we did exactly that yeah. you know and uh we just got to do a better job there so um it put us in tough situations and you know there's always a little something right there's a there's a, a guy in the face of the quarterback there's a route that you know is supposed to clear someone out that uh, could have been done a little better and and uh, a good play by the defender and there's there's a lot of pieces that go into it and you know, um, they made cre credit. They made some nice plays, you know, um, on those interceptions, and they anticipated well. And, um, you know, those just all happen to be back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And, uh, you know, the one thing I will say is that our response there right at the end of the half um, after the last pick, uh, you know, I thought that gave us a fighting chance. Yeah, it you did. You know, we, uh, we got to stop on fourth and one with our defense. Um, you can see they're trying to put the nail in the coffin with 30 seconds to go. Uh, feeling confident, you know, if they can get the first down, they can take a couple shots to the end zone, still kick the field goal, and uh, we stop them on that fourth and one. Um, you know, ironically, the fourth down and ones that we haven't converted on offense, we have actually got the stops on defense, kind of vice versa. We're pretty good on the third and extra longs and longs yeah. offensively, and that's just one of the areas we got to improve defensively. So, um, you know, both sides of the ball got a few things that we just got to keep cleaning up in those uh, those money down situations. Yeah, the, the defense was interesting in this game because obviously 40 points given up is not the standard. And, and obviously uh, some of those third and longs you're talking about, you don't want to see that happen. And yet when UCLA had a chance to put the nail in the coffin, we just talked about the offense had turnover, drive, killing penalty and turnover. 
Well, the defensive response on the next three penalties, UCLA's average field position was the Washington 41. Yeah. yeah. And you only give up 10 points on those three possessions right. when you're really in a compromised state. And I thought, you know, the defense didn't play great the entire game, but I thought at that critical juncture to kind of just keep you in it just enough – they actually kind of bowed up and did their job. Yeah, field goal and got the stop um, on fourth down. They got the stop on the fourth down on the first drive. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that field position you're talking about, uh, I love – we talk about that a lot. You know, just what's the response? Like dig even deeper, like love the moment, embrace the – not the pressure, but embrace the situation you're getting thrown into and the adversity and just like let's go attack, you know, and the offense needs to be – you know, cheering them even more because that's the situation or that most times the offense would put them in. I guess it was a yeah. return. Sure. You know, but, uh, you know, and, and I thought they did that. I thought they fought. Um, just I think there became enough of them to where you could see for a second, you know, it's like, you know, like, okay, you know, we got to we gotta change this right now. We got to change and something's got to gotta happen and we got to go make that play. And I think, you know, I think the halftime probably came at a, at a good time and we got back in the locker room and, you know, this is where I'm still learning our team, and I couldn't have been more pleased with, you know, taking all the things we discuss and try to simulate, whether it be out-of-season conditioning, you know, and the adversity and trying to sometimes pit guys against each other, you know, to try to get, you know, and uh, seeing how they'll, you know, not, not point the finger at someone else but point the finger at themselves and dig even deeper and show that belief and trust. And I thought there was times where, where we definitely did that in the, in the third quarter when uh, things were really going against us there. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, so you get into the second half, and, and sometimes that coin toss, you know, it's, it's a big deal in the game. UCLA gets it first. They go down. They, they take a 23-point lead. It's 33-10. to 10. And so I kind of wondered, you know, what's our offensive mentality going to be? Are we just going to start taking some shots, all that stuff? We actually kind of – it seemed very deliberate yeah. and methodical. And you look at the second-half drive chart, we only had three possessions. Yeah. 13 plays, touchdown, six minutes. 12 plays, touchdown, six and a half minutes. 12 plays, 93 yards, touchdown in four minutes. It was it was not abandon the game plan. It was let's go do what we do, and it, and it ended up working. Yeah, you just got to find a way to get yourself back into a groove and – we found those things. I think Mike had almost 20 completions in the second half. Yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe 19 or 20 for 23 or four, something like that. And, um, you know, I thought the guys just kept fighting and making plays. And um, that's all you can do. you got to put the pressure on them at the end. And I've uh, been in a lot of close games, you know, over the years. And if you can give yourself a chance when you have that big of a deficit in the third quarter, if you can give yourself a chance in the last four or five minutes of the game, which is what we pretty much did, um, you know, you know, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, that's what you're trying to do. And, and the problem is, is just you got to do a better job in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really what it comes down to. The end yeah. of the first and the second quarter, we got to do a better job. And uh, we can't let it get away from us. And obviously the th first drive of the third quarter was a part of that too. So we call it the middle eight, you know, ending mm -hmm. the first half yeah. and uh, beginning of the third, second half. Um, and we lost at 10-0. You know, they kicked a field goal and then they got the uh, – actually an interception after that. And then we got the stop, but they got a touchdown to start the third quarter. And we lost the middle eight, and that's uh, that was a big part of it. I thought we finished strong, you know, but uh, um, we just didn't have that middle eight uh, in that second quarter. kind of hurt us. Mm -hmm. Huskies fall at UCLA 40-32, to the final score. Moved to 4-1 and one on the season. 1-1 one and one in conference play. Now out to the desert to take on – Arizona State down in Tempe. We'll talk about the Sun Devils when we continue in a moment. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Seattle. Washington Sports Network from Learfield. 
Saturdays are made for football. And when the game is on, we're finally off. Off-duty, offline, out of office. A correct Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshments, made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Air Van Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Welcome back to the Graduate Seattle, live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel in the U District. It's the Husky Football Coaches Show with Kalen DeBoer. Hey, download the Go Huskies mobile app presented by Wafed Bank to access mobile ticketing, audio streaming, all team access, score schedules, breaking news, and make sure you try out our all-new Purple and Gold Pick'em game to put your football predictions to the test. Huskies are heading down to the desert, uh, taking on a 1-4 Arizona State team, that has an interim coach in Sean Aguano that, <laughs> Coach, you know him. It, he's got an interesting story. Uh, 18 years as a high school football coach, 10 years as an assistant, 8 years as a head coach at Chandler High School in Arizona. And then when Herm Edwards gets the job, he ends up sliding in as a running backs coach. And then, boom, three years later, here he is running this Division One program. Yeah, I've known Coach Aguano for a long time, uh, spring of 2010. Um, I recruited West Coast, and uh, the first stop I had, I remember, was Chandler High School. And so Coach Guano was an assistant at the time and, and uh, been in touch with him um, ever since. And, and uh, you know, I think there's different things that happen when you have a coaching change like we do with the, this situation, interim head coach. And, um, you know, sometimes it breathes life into a program, and sometimes there's more energy in a a fresh start and that's the way I you know I can I'm not I don't know for sure but I'm assuming they're looking at it as like a new season that started a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of erase everything and so uh, I feel like this is a team that's playing playing hard and playing fast and 
Um, you know, they've played three teams now. If you look at it, three of the four losses are to uh, number six, seven, and 11, or yeah. number five, six, and 11. Ranked teams. Yeah, yeah. ranked teams. And yeah. so other than the Eastern Michigan loss where they just missed some big plays that I think could have helped them over get over the hump and, and break it open a little bit more, um, you know, they've been playing hard. So uh, we, we got definitely got to be ready. And I think everyone's aware of the streak uh, down at Sun Devil Stadium. We have yeah. one there for quite a while. So uh, we got to have a great week of practice which i think we've had and and uh we got to respond and go down there and get a dub well even eastern michigan you'd probably say they're a well-coached football team very I, well I yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah very well coached. so yeah, yeah. that's uh, they're one in four but they've had a really tough schedule so far and you know i was thinking of you on saturday night as i was watching that game you know since we played on friday arizona state on the road against usc uh, do you when you have got an opponent coming up and if they're on TV, like, can you watch a game live or is that so inefficient now compared to how all the plays are cut up in the, in the yeah. all 22? I mean, is it worth it to watch no, it live? It is because I think there's different things you see, you know, you might hear something uh, done on the broadcast or, you know, you, you pick up some stuff, just um, the stuff that happens in between plays that you don't get when we were watching it on film in our office, mm. you know, the TV copy always has a, a little something. It seems that, uh, you know, you pick up on and can learn from. So, yeah, um, they seem like, from a scheme standpoint, offensively, kind of similar to what we've faced in UCLA. Yeah. They've got yeah. the mobile quarterback who can also really throw the football, yeah. and they've got a really strong presence in that running back position. Uh, yeah. it, how similar are they to UCLA, and how different? Yeah, no, actually, you're probably very right. Uh, I know we equate uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, very much to what we saw this last weekend, and. Uh, you know, run around and can make some things happen and throws the ball well. I mean, the ball comes off his hand, you know, hot. And um, he's got some guys he can go to in the skill area. They've got a running back, Valaday, um, that uh, we're very well aware of. Uh, and what he's done in his time at Wyoming before he transferred now this last year. So um, you got skill guys. And I think, uh, you know, probably the biggest thing that I think is the difference between what we saw last week and this week is you're talking about a system under Coach Kel Chip Kelly that's been there for five years mm -hmm. with the same quarterback versus a quarterback that's just in his first year with a new coordinator. new coordinator. And so the skill is there. You know, it's just a matter of all those little intricacies and being on the same page. The ones that convert the third downs, you know, um, are they – you know, and that's what we're going through a little bit once in a while too, right, as a new staff, just the first year versus a uh, fifth year, mm -hmm. you know. And so some of those type of things. But um, – um, otherwise, from a skill standpoint, there's a lot of uh, crossover, a lot of uh, similarities. I'm not saying the concepts are all the same, but mm -hmm. the threats are, are, are definitely very uh, consistent. Similar. Yeah, similar. How about on defense? You know, when I, when I kind of take a look at their defense, at, you know, they, they gave up only 21 points a game last year. That was good for first in the Pac-12. And yet, you know, they've got three returning starters. they got a new defensive coordinator as well. I don't know how similar of a defense they are to last year, but statistically – High turnover numbers, don't give up the big play. You know, what? what's kind of the overarching view of this ASU defense? Yeah, some some consistency. There's a little, there's some difference, you know, with the different coordinator um, and everything. But uh, a lot of those same things, they're, they're finding ways to get the ball still. Um, you know, they're getting pressure on the quarterback the first half in particular against USC. Um, just seemed like, uh, you know, uh, Williams is running around quite a bit and having to make plays with his feet and extend plays. And they, they happen to make them, uh, which – you know, help them retain the, the lead. I think it was 21-17 at halftime. So um, the defense is aggressive. And, you know, right now I, they probably have as much as anything is like, what do we have to lose mentality? 
like let's cut it loose you know and so you just got to be ready for anything and everything um even the stuff that you haven't seen on film just because you know they're one and four um and they're trying to make us trying trying to turn the tide get back on track yeah um you know, it seems like they don't give up a lot of yards after catch. Uh, they do a pretty good job in, in that regard with the secondary. I think they're top 20 in the nation in fewest yards after catch allowed since the start of last season. And also QBR, uh, opposing QBR, is they're, they're top 20 in the nation in that regard as well. Given that we kind of sling the ball around with a lot of different receivers, um, you know, what, what, what stands out to you about that? Yeah, I think um – just this year, probably, I know that stat you're talking about goes back last year. Um, I think there's, they're trying to keep everything in front of them a little bit, um, you know, while trying to, to mix in enough uh, pressure, you know, to get on the quarterback. But the, a lot of the pressure is necessarily because they're blitzing, you know. So, um, but uh, I, I just think they're, they're playing solid defense. You know, they're playing some pretty good defense. And when you can get a lot of guys to the ball carrier, that's where those turnovers happen that you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So it's Arizona State coming up uh, on Saturday, going down to the desert. And, uh, you know, we, you were, we were talking about hydration, Coach. I wanted to ask you about that, too. Uh, and that's not a thing that you could just jump into on Friday night. Mm -hmm. you, you're asking your guys to kind of really make that a mindset thing all week long. Yeah. I was asking some of the players, what's your routine? I, I think uh, Alex Cook was talking about just the number of Powerade bottles that he's drinking every single day and yeah. all this stuff. Um, you know, uh, how, how important is that, and, and how much is your staff kind of helping these guys make sure that, that that's a priority? Yeah, week? we have, uh, I mean, a lot of experience, you know, being uh, in, in the heat, you know, having been in the heat the last four to five years. and. Um, our nutritionists, uh, along with our strength staff, so Ali, along with uh, Coach McKeefrey, doing a great job of just having things in our meeting rooms that can help, uh, you know, with the hydration and, and retaining the fluids. And, you know, the more that guys see that, that that's an emphasis in those meeting rooms and in the practice field, um, you know, the more that they'll be remind, reminded that, uh, you know, the other 20 hours of the day, that they're not with us, yeah. um, that they got to continue to do that because, you know, those four hours are with us is one thing, but it's the other rest of the day where uh, they got to continue to do a good job all week long. Yeah, it's going to be fun going down to the desert. Should be 90 degrees on Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff. They don't have many of these afternoon games uh, at ASU, but we'll be one of them on Saturday down at Sun Devil Stadium. We've got uh, Jackson Kirkland be joining us here later in the show. We are live at the uh, Graduate Hotel Seattle in the U District on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. Brown Family Vineyards is a proud partner of University of Washington Athletics. Founded by Husky grad Andrew Brown, this family-owned winery is committed to world-class production with its roots in Walla Walla, the heart of Washington wine country. With more than 100 critical scores of 90-plus points, every decision made, from the vineyard to the bottle, reflects a commitment to premium Washington State wine of exceptional quality and assures cellar-worthy vintages that stand the test of time. Stop by one of Brown's tasting rooms in downtown Walla Walla, Seattle's historic Pioneer Square, or Tacoma's Proctor District now through the end of September, and mention Husky Athletics to receive a complimentary flight with any purchase of a full-price one. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. 
Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Back on the Husky Football Coaches Show, live from the graduate Seattle. Hey, you can predict the outcomes of Husky games throughout the season with a free-to-play purple and gold pick'em game. Simply answer questions and win prizes, including game day VIP experiences, autographed merchandise, and more. Play purple and gold pick'em now inside the Go Huskies app. We're joined by uh, co-captain Jackson Kirkland in his sixth year here on Montlake. Jackson, is that kind of like... Hard to believe to, to hear, man, I'm a sixth-year college football player. You've been, been here a long time. It is totally. I've heard that, you know, the saying, the days are long, but the time is short, and that certainly has resonated with my experience. It's like blink of an eye, wow, Marty, in year six. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it was fun seeing your dad, Dean, down at the hotel in Los Angeles. I, I know he travels to a lot of the games. I, I haven't asked you much on the record just about kind of growing up in, in a football household and what that was like for you. But your dad was a stud here at the UW, uh, three-time uh, letter winner, all Pac-10 offensive lineman. What was it like being the son of a football player in a football family? Yeah, you know, it was really cool growing up. And the cool thing about it was that, you know, it wasn't forced upon me football. It was kind of – it was obviously something that I wanted to do. But as soon as I remember fourth grade that I made that decision that I want to, you know, go out for tackle football, I think my dad finally, like, released it all. It was like <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to go after that. So, yeah, and it's been awesome, you know, playing the same position as him. I mean, what better guidance and someone to talk to when I when stuff's not going right or I just want to get better in terms of offensive line play. I mean, he's seen it all too. So yeah. it's really cool. I don't know if you remember, how big were you in fourth grade? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I definitely was the biggest in my classroom <laughs> each year. That's, that's well, for sure. I don't know why that doesn't surprise me too much. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I could definitely see. Now, so football may not have been forced on you, but when you released this video earlier this year saying I'm coming back, it looks like certain maybe like – Stuffed animals, pieces of clothing, certain colors may have been forced on you from an early age. I would say being a Husky, maybe you could say it was uh, forced upon me <laughs> growing up, that's for sure. Okay, what, what was it like growing up a Husky fan? Like, were you were you locking into all the games? Were you watching on Saturdays? Like, tell me about that. Yeah, honestly, I was pretty diehard for there, and it was tough because growing up there was, you know, late 2000s, obviously some tough years for Husky football. But the awesome thing about it was turn of 2010 and beyond, you – saw some great teams coming together and I was 
I was with him the whole time, even through the ups and downs, and being a part of it now is, I mean, it's, I'm living my dream as we speak. Okay, so pre-player days, and I'm talking strictly as a fan, what's one of your favorite Husky football memories? Oh, I would say Jake Locker, that whole Arizona game, Wildcats, when uh, he busted out that run, it was, he mm. broke a bunch of tackles, it was a crazy quarterback play, and then I remember Mason Foster had that interception off the guy's foot. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a comeback win. It, it was nuts. And that was more probably the loudest I've heard, Husky Stadium, for sure. You were at that game? I was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The video coach, uh, the camera's just shaking. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible moment. I was thinking you were going to maybe say 2009 game-winning field goal against number three USC. That's a great one, too, for sure. Yeah, there's a number of them, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. What's it been like getting to know Jackson, Coach? I mean, he's uh, he's obviously got purple in his veins. Yeah. I mean, that's so apparent when you meet him. It, it's been awesome uh, from the first conversation we had when, you know, he brought up to me uh, what the what the route might be that he has to take, and just seeing him battle through this, uh, you know, it's been. I always tell everyone it's been a you know glass half full, never half empty. You know, I mean, it's been at least that. You know, I should pretty much say it is full. Mm. You know, that's his outlook. You know, it's just always positive. It's always like, um, you know, and I think the thing that really sticks out in my mind, uh, you know, it wasn't about like him. It was about his chance to, you know, rewrite his ending here hmm. as, a, as a Husky and go out on top and make this thing, you know, this program uh, and get it where, it, where it, it, it's supposed to be, you know, in his last days playing here. So. I know that's been a huge mission uh, as he takes care of getting himself ready to go, um, making sure our team uh, has that edge and has that, uh, you know, ha has that uh, has that killer instinct in him to to go get every win and and make a difference. And he's done an he's done an awesome job in that area. I'd love to recap, you know, kind of what November and December was like because as I, I was trying to do my research coming into this, and I just. I Googled Jackson Kirkland NFL draft, and there's like 100 billion articles come up, so I yeah. couldn't find the exact answers. But when did you declare for the draft? Was it right after the Apple Cup? Had Coach, had coach been introduced yet? Had he not been introduced yet? T take me through the timeline it, right there for you. Yeah, definitely. So I didn't make it official that I declared until late December just okay. because – you know, we didn't go to a bowl game or anything, mm -hmm. so right after the Apple Cup, we were done, and I just wanted to take some time, and I was just chilling after the season, obviously, but I actually was already down training, though, at the start of December, really after the Apple Cup ended. It was like a week after. I was already getting ready for combine and all that, so yeah, Coach had been introduced, all that, and I was following. I was fired up hearing the, his original interviews and stuff like that. It seemed like the program was for sure going to be in a great place. But, yeah, I didn't, not until really December. Uh -huh. and, and I was, I was set on it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you're kind of going through this whole process, you know, as, as someone who is committing to the process of the NFL draft at that point, you know, what, what were some of the conversations you're having with Coach? When I was already committed to Yeah, mm -hmm, just at that well, point. Well, the first conversation was really when you decided to – to come back well that that, that was the route he's gonna have to go you yeah, know that was exactly. in january that was in january yeah, the, okay. the, there might have been one i don't remember i think that was really the first conversation no it, yeah. it totally was the first yeah. conversation yeah when yeah. uh when i had to drop out all okay. that definitely coach DeBoer was one of the first people i called yeah, yeah. and and w what do you guys remember from just getting acquainted with one another well i was uh at the american football coach association uh, uh convention and when he called and um really didn't have uh, much of an idea of what was going on and he explained it to me um, and, uh, you know, just that passion came out right away. 
and uh, we met soon after that. And you know, it was uh, it was uh, it was something I could see like this is going to work out. You know, this is a guy that fits us and a guy that you know if he's with us. And, and again, I always want what's best for the players. Mm -hmm. And so whatever route it was going to go, but it seemed like it was going this direction where he was going to be coming back. Um, I was all for it because I knew it would help our football team. Jackson, you, you had to come back because you found out about this ankle injury. You, you need to have a surgery. And how – how coach was just talking about how positive you are. How hard was it to stay positive through that and, and, and take me through kind of your, your mental grind that you went through to come out of that on the other side being where you are now? Yeah, I mean, I've said it to many people for sure, but it's definitely one of the toughest moments of my life for sure just because – Talk about having your whole world completely flipped upside down. Yeah. You're totally set on this one thing, and you're just completely blindsided thinking I was totally healthy. And then along with that, hearing that it would completely shut down that whole draft process. I mean, I was feeling really good about my combine training. I was in a great spot. I was had a combine invite all ready to go. Like I could see my future and all those dreams in front of mm. me. And then it just got really dark because, the, like I said, all fell apart. But with situations like that, like you, you can either let it define you or you can respond. And I was certainly tougher for it. And my whole thing is having a plan of attack. So it's like, okay, what's the next steps? What are my best options? And thankfully, I have a great support system, family, and having someone like Coach Huff in my corner who I can call immediately mm -hmm. to and give his insight. So, yeah, I'm thankful for my support system. And we were just – all gears ahead on coming back, obviously, which leads us to here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it leads us to May when you put out that video. I want to ask you about that coming up next because uh, we got to hit a break. But uh, we're with Kalen DeBoer, we're with Jackson Kirkland. The Huskies getting ready to head down to the desert, take on Arizona State this Saturday at 1 p.m. right here on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand since 1965. Football Coaches Show, Kalen DeBoer and, and Jackson Kirkland with us live from the Graduate Hotel. Dogs getting ready to head down to Tempe and take on Arizona State on Saturday. Next home game at Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium is homecoming, October 15th. Kickoff slated for 2.30 p.m. Day game at Husky Stadium. Homecoming on Montlake is an event you must experience in person. So reserve great seats while they remain available at GoHuskies.com slash tickets. All right, Jackson, we were kind of just talking a little bit during the break, but, you know, so heading into this whole offseason, you, you, you try to go to the draft, find out you need surgery. It's a really hard time, not only because you're, you're going to have to postpone your NFL dreams for a little bit, but also it, it, you, you have to wait on the NCAA to tell you, you you can come back and play this season. And I just remember when you put out a video on May 3rd, uh, kind of announcing like, hey, I'm back. We're cleared. Let's go. Season six, purple and gold. I'm a, I'm a Husky. I just remember like it just felt like such a huge win. I know for you personally it had to be a win, but it felt like a win for Husky mm -hmm. Nation to get you back in number 51. I, I just wonder what that moment was like for you. Yeah, it was amazing. It was almost um, – it's hard to describe just because – that moment, everything came together, all that emotion, pain, the uncertainty from the whole offseason, finally for real. And I finally, all this work that I've been putting in, all this rehab on the ankle, like people will, will see it now. I can be a part of my teammates and contribute to this team. Uh, you, you're kind of like a, a, a bit of a cover boy now. I mean, you've been in this video. You've been in the – I see you wearing this uh, vintage or retro Husky swag. I see – I mean, you're – you're kind of I, I guess that comes along with being a co-captain, is it not? Are you getting comfortable in front of the camera? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I think if you ask a lot of people, it's totally not my personality. <laughs> I mean, like most old linemen, you know, I like to be reserved. But, yeah, it's a, I'm just trying to get better at it and get, for sure, more comfortable with it and obviously enjoy some of it. Well, it, it looks like you're having fun. I mean, to me, it, and Coach, I'd love to get your thoughts, but this O-line room, it just seems like, it's a bunch of guys that love each other, have played together for a long time, and guys that have fun. And, and it's a lot of returning guys who are on the 2021 squad, and so you all seem to have uh, quite a bit of continuity with one another. I'll let Jackson really answer most of that, but uh, I felt that right away, you know, when I got here, um, that there was a, a great uh, just brotherhood that existed within the offensive line, and Coach Huff's done a great job of not just bringing great players, but um, you know, building them up, and a lot of guys have gone to the NFL, and will continue to do that. And in the midst of that, uh, while this is all happening, you're seeing a, a group really bond together. And uh, this year, they've uh, they've continued to get better, um, continue to move forward, and uh, it's cool seeing them build on the successes that they've had. Yeah, certainly. I think Coach DeBoer said all that well about us for sure. And that's the one thing that's been great about my experience at UW is just the old line room and getting so close with that group. It's really a family. You'll see us 
many of us live together or have lived together and everyone's hanging out together outside of here we, we look after each other and you know the fun thing about it is we're just guys that want to get better we've been a part of some tough teams and haven't performed best at times but that only just motivate motivates us and the accountability in that room is raised and we at the end of the day all just want to see a physical tight-knit group yeah you, you brought up coach huff earlier and you know with the, with the new staff coming in and and all the other position coaches changing coach huff is the one who's remained consistent and i just i just wonder for what you've been through in this off season how big it was for you to have someone that you felt so much connection with already and 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 someone that you had such continuity with who could help walk you through this off season that you've had i mean it was everything like i said earlier he was the first one of the first people i called in my corner and i say that because he is in my corner it's all i've known offensive line play in college yep. is coach huff everything all the play everything he's taught me i mean that's ever since i was a freshman stepped on campus it's always been with that guy so yeah definitely family all right let's talk o-line room a little bit you and baney the the elder statesman of that room what what do people need to know about henry baney volley <laughs> i'd say he's a really funny guy and probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet just walking up to him he's very comfortable in the situation he's not not too shy about things. He'll make you feel like you've known him for a long time. But, yeah, Henry's just a great dude. I mean, he's a warrior on the field, but he knows when to flip it on and off. Was such a nice guy that he was a good Samaritan to somebody who was in a road incident earlier this year. <laughs> I brought that up to the team, and he was so, like, shy about it, you know. <laughs> that was the last thing I was expecting from him. But uh, he just, uh, you know, we celebrated that. at half to, I think it was during the spring, and uh, we celebrated that. And, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see you know he wasn't looking for that attention yeah you know, that's just who he is uh, another guy when you talk about humor I, I hear Corey Luciano is uh, a guy that's got uh, a great sense of humor I'm just curious what you guys say for his last name because I asked him straight up I said how do you pronounce your last name once and for all is it Luciano or Luciano and within the 30 second response he changed it I mean he went <laughs> he went from Luciano to Luciano wow. so what, what do you guys call him yeah we we call him Luciano but I have heard Luciano <laughs> before it sounds like he needs to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> hey you know you played as a as a redshirt freshman in 2018 Roger Rosengarten's going through that right now I, I wonder is this a guy that you've kind of been able to relate to in some of that way and, and been able to take him under your wing at all Totally, and Roger, when he stepped on campus back in 2020 for that, that COVID year, I, I could tell early on that he was going to be a special player. And now him starting this year, it's been really cool to see him develop as a player. And, yeah, you know, having played tackle before, I can give him some pointers here and there. So, yeah, I definitely took him under my wing and trying to give him insights on his play, and we're just trying to make each other better. You say having played tackle before as if it's back in the day. You, you made the switch to guard this past <laughs> week. What was that like to kind of return back to the inside? It was awesome. Honestly, deep down, I, I really love that position too. Yeah. And, you know, first two years, played that position. And I like just because of how big I am stepping inside, I can use these long arms to stab guys, and I just think it helps out a lot. So, yeah, I was having a blast playing that's, guard. That's awesome. More with Jackson Kirkland and head coach Kalen DeBoer when we continue in a moment on the Husky Football Coaches Show on Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. 
Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshments. Made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company. Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We're back, dogs, and University Bookstore has everything Husky fans need to gear up for the return of football season. Shop the largest selection of officially licensed Husky gear from top brands like Adidas, Champion, Tommy Bahama, and even more exclusive gear only available at University Bookstore and ubookstore.com. University Bookstore is 100% Husky, 100% official, and 100% you. Stop by our store or visit ubookstore.com for the best selection of official Husky gear today. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. Jackson Kirkland on the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Uh, all right, Jackson, we were talking a little bit about Roger Rosengarten, and it reminded me, you know, of your redshirt freshman season when you're out there as a starter. I mean, your first game was in Atlanta, Georgia, number six versus number nine. That was a, a pretty big season, that 2018 season. Uh, Pac-12 champions, uh, trip to the Rose Bowl. I know that uh, some of the players on the team have told me uh, Eddie Ulafoscio kind of stood up and earlier this year and had an impassioned talk with the team about what that season was like and trying to get back there. You and maybe like seven or eight others experienced that. Uh, what what What's kind of driving you to, to kind of recreate the magic and the mojo you had in that 2018 season? Yeah, all those things you said, just how special it was. What's driving me is chasing that feeling of how awesome it was when the confetti was coming down, raising the, the Pac-12 championship trophy, and then Getting to play, in my opinion, the best bowl game, which is the Rose Bowl, best venue. So, yeah, and I just want other guys to experience that feeling, all that hard work, the grind, the whole off season, and it just came to light. And but the biggest thing too is you just got to take it one week at a time. And right. I know we're doing special things right now, and it's just keeping that consistency each week, and it'll eventually happen for us. I've heard a couple other guys from that group uh, say that they're they're feeling there's some parallels in the locker room. 2018 to 2022 one one is just how much guys love each other um what's your kind of take on that yeah i agree and that's a that's a huge part that we try to emphasize is our culture and what we're like outside the locker room which i think is just as important if not more than our production on the field so yeah i definitely would agree with that sentiment that that was said about how close we are and yeah at the end of the day when the guy next 
across from you or next to you and when you're playing next to is your brother and you know you have each other's back and that accountability is there. That's when the special things happen for us. I, I know a lot was made out of the comments that you, you said at Pac-12 Media Day when people were asking you about Ryan Grubb, new offensive coordinator. We haven't seen this offense yet, and you're like, he's a genius. <laughs> well, I mean, the, here this offense is averaging almost twice as many points as it was a year ago. Uh, now that you're kind of in it and you're out there executing on the field, how fun is it to play in this offense right now? Yeah, I think that statement definitely aged well. And I think, <laughs> yeah, was a great, great prediction for sure, but – Totally, yeah. It's been so much fun to be a part of how explosive we are, getting doing damage in the uh, the passing game and run when we need to as well. So, yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, and I, I know there are a lot of similar players from last year, but there, there are a few newcomers as well, and Michael Penix has really taken on a leadership role with this offense. What's it been like uh, watching number nine kind of – take the reins and, and kind of be the, the guy at the center of that huddle. Yeah, he's extremely special. And the really cool thing about Mike was for him to come in as a transfer, I could see him, one, being timid or shy about being a leader. But when you're a quarterback, everyone's looking at you whether you like it or not, especially in that huddle. I can tell, I mean, if you ask our whole line who we're looking at for energy or vibe, it's always going to be the quarterback. And Mike does a great job of bringing that in. And back to him coming in, it's really only his first year at UW. It's all new to him, new team, but he took it like a man and totally stepped up, and you can tell that he's ready for that role. That's okay. awesome. We got about 30 seconds left. You're heading to the desert this week. I know you're drinking your water, staying hydrated. Uh, what is the? What, what are you looking forward to this weekend about going to ASU? I'm just looking forward to having some fun out there on the field and getting after that Arizona State defense with our offense. It's going to be a great opportunity for us. A guard, a tackle, a, a, to be determined? To be determined, anything. <laughs> I'll play it all. All right, sounds great. He's Jackson Kirkland, Kalen DeBoer joining us as well. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel in Seattle. Make sure you tune in on Saturday, 110 kickoff from Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Washington, on the road against Arizona State on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Go Dogs! This has been the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. The Husky Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.